2: host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles.
0: This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
3: Alright, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Do you it's ever, true. It's true. Do you ever wonder why the coffee you make at home never tastes as good as the coffee you buy at the coffee shop, Andrew? Well, here's the secret. I do, yeah. Coffee shops spend thousands of dollars to make the perfect water for coffee, and now for as little as 10 cents per cup, you can duplicate the magic at home. Third Wave Water has a patent-pending formula of minerals that, when added to a gallon of distilled water, makes coffee brewing magic. Recently, at the U.S. Brewers' Cup Championship, the first and second place finishers brewed their coffee with Third Wave Water. Check out their web website at thirdwavewater.com and use the promo code SAINTS for 10% off your first order. Do it now. Boom. Third Wave Water. We love them. You should love them, too. All right. Um,
0: I know Dave's going to go on there.
1: What if, what if I, 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 say I, I don't Your, I,
0: your, your I don't. wife needs uh, some coffee?
1: <laughs> My wife. And tasty coffee uh, i don't I, and i i personally do not drink coffee myself but what if i just like water can i just drink it as water does it have to go in coffee? no
3: it's it, it and it's perfect it's got everything it, it's got everything you need for perfect coffee but if you just want to drink it and feel better about yourself go ahead use the promo code saints and get 10 percent off hey you know maybe you need good water for like a hurricane or something and you want the best Third wave water is the way to go. So, look, the Saints are done with the preseason. Um, Of course, the Saints, after going through the preseason and not having any injuries and looking really good roster-wise, Willie Sneed gets popped for a Dewey. And the the only thing more amazing than that happening right before the season, Andrew, is that no media fucking had it. Not a one of them.
0: I that That just <laughs> blows my mind. Like, that... A police department dude wouldn't have tipped, you know, one of his buddies at the Times Picayune. Yeah,
2: dude. You I'm- know, or,
0: or, or just you know, th- that kind of thing travels. You know, yeah. like the, the the fact that the guy would have told his neighbor, who tells his neighbor, yeah. you know, He then tells his brother, who's friends with Will Sneed's cousin. I mean, I, I'm just saying, I, I just you know, the the. The game of
1: telephone. Like, yeah. how did this not get out? Yeah, I mean, I, mean what, I I found out when Joe Vitt chased a burglar down the street for crying out loud. Like the day after. <laughs>
3: yeah. Like, <laughs> like my, my DMs and emails are just filled to the gills with ridiculous saints news that people tell me that is in no way true. And I can't believe I can't believe that somebody didn't slide into Nick Underhill's DM and it's like Willie Sneed got popped for a DUI and I'm it,
0: surprised someone didn't make up that Willie Sneed had a DUI.
3: <laughs> I mean and you know, because the thing is, all it would have taken is like one leak to like say Nick Underhills who's a great reporter, he would have made one phone call. To the police and being like, I want to see the thing. And they would be like, yeah, he got popped. And it'd been over. But, like, it didn't go... Like, the Saints must have, like, the Ray Donovan of Fixers, man. To, like, <laughs> keep that shit under the rug. I don't know. I was... That was super impressive to me. But, Andrew, as far as, like, on the field, like, what does it mean?
0: it's um, a good question. Uh, you know, I don't know that I know. I, I think it it probably... Uh, unfortunately I I think the main thing it does is it heightens the need uh, for Kobe Fleener to contribute. And the reason I say that is, well
1: then we're fucked.
0: Yeah, pretty much, you know,
1: (laughs) and that's why I think
0: it's a huge hit. I mean, first of all, you know, Mike Thomas is the man. um, But uh, I would say that when it comes to third down money time and and you need a critical first down, Sneed. Sneed is as trusted by Drew Brees as anyone in this offense. And so, you know, when you talk about third down percentages, I, I just think that's going to take a hit um, because speed is just he's got the route ability. He's got the hands. He's got the strength. And, and is Lance
1: <laughs> so, more um, looking for a job.
0: Yeah, right. So um, so that's a concern. But I, I think, you know, what are the, what happens on the field? Um, you know, I think there's an uptick for really the question is who plays in the slot? And that's not really Ted Ginn. You know, it's not really Mike Thomas. That's Tommy um, Lee the, Lewis's music. Well, that's what I wonder. I wonder if I wonder if Tommy Lee Lewis will have a role in this first game. I I don't think he can't replace Snead pound for pound. So I think it'll be a combination of Fleener playing more and Tommy Lee Lewis trying to combine to make that happen.
3: Can they put Kumar in the slot, Kamara in the slot, and just be done with it?
0: (laughs) No. No. I mean, I'm sure he'll have some design plays for him. You know, that's another guy. I mean, so, you know, we talk about there being too many mouths to feed. Um, You know, that's certainly one guy that's expecting to perform and expecting to get reps uh, and targets that's kind of out the window now. So, um, but again, I think the one guy on this roster to me, I mean, Tommy Lee Lewis is going to see some time, I think in this game, and I think he'll have a role, but, the one guy I think that benefits most,
1: off the top of my head, is Kobe Fleener. I mean, I mean, the, the good news about all of this, I would, have, I would assume, is that yes, we as the public just found out about this, but the Saints knew about this since back in June or whenever yeah, the makes, makes arrest was. So I mean, yeah. I, I, I've got. Well, they to they got assume. they got a game taken off on appeal.
3: Yeah, and right. they and it, it
1: explain I mean, obviously, obviously that this Peyton and the Saints they've they've yeah. known this, so I mean they're they've they've factored this into their. To their game plans for the first few weeks, I would assume. So, and it
3: makes it makes the what the fuck is Willie Sneed doing playing in the fourth quarter of a preseason game uh, more understandable now. Makes a
1: lot.
0: It makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it was. But I mean, besides the on the field stuff, I mean, you know, I'm. It's ridiculous that anybody in the NFL today. Um, is driving drunk and getting arrested for this? You know, I mean, I was listening. I was listening to Deuce and and all those guys on WWL uh, late last week, the day that the uh, the news came out. And I mean, I didn't know this because I wasn't a player in the NFL. But Deuce said that um, you know everybody in the in the in the league gets a player's card that shows that you're a member of the league. And on the back of that card is, I, I, I'm assuming, a couple of different phone numbers. But one of them is for like a free car service. Yeah, like they literally, I, I mean, they literally I have mean, so a addition, free car service for players. Yeah. So I, I mean, I mean, in addition to using Uber and paying the minimal fee for Uber. Uh, you could also get a ride for free. I mean there's just there's just zero reason why you should be driving under the influence of alcohol if you're an NFL player. There's, I I can't think of one reason other than well, you know yeah, you, you want you, other well, than you've far, got a nice new whip, nice, but I think wanna,
0: what he really needs is an app on his phone. If only they have-
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <gasps> Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where
2: are you? Coming. So I'm gonna tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for BroomGate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. BroomGate. Had this. If there was an app where you could click it and I don't know, a
0: GPS or some technology, they could just zero in your exact location and all you had to do was request a driver and they would just show up. I mean that would be that would be <laughs> insane. If someone could create that, uh,
3: it would be. It would be. Andrew, after the podcast, let's figure out how to make an app to do that. And you could have. Yeah. Like, you could like people could just drive like part time, and it wouldn't be their regular job. And they could just like do it for like an extra cash. And we should come a, up
0: with a, like. A, we should come up with a German word as a name yeah, for it. Yeah, that too. would
3: be. Yeah, like that can it's we can just
0: be kinda weird. Yeah.
3: We can retire. Between that and the new sponsor, we won't have to work another day in our lives.
0: Yeah. We'll make
1: but cab drivers really angry, but whatever. <laughs> but but mostly the new sponsor. Yes.
3: <laughs> so um Willie Sneed aside, Andrew, like the roster
1: The fourth. Uh,
3: I um, I made fun of people on Twitter because they were like, I think he's actually
1: relegated
0: to the fifth after uh, this incident.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The the people on the when they when they found out that they cut Adam Big Hill, people were like, that is a mistake. They will live through it. There is no way he gets through to the practice squad. And I was like, dude, he's a midget. He's 29, and he's from cat, and I think. He's gonna make it through waivers. Call me crazy. I think it's gonna be okay. I would bet you a hundred dollars that of all the three hundred and sixty people on practice squads in the NFL, Big Hill is the oldest one at twenty-nine.
0: Probably, yeah.
3: Um, but besides, yeah, yeah. what did you? What, what did the roster? Are you like? I didn't see that coming.
0: Um. Well. Uh... I'd say Trey Edmonds making the team maybe surprised me the most, um, but I wouldn't say anything was a shock. Um, you know, obviously John Kuhn isn't on the roster right now, um, and if he's not, I I think he's back on Wednesday. Yeah. so I I think he'll be back for sure, and he'll be active for this game. So I fully expect him in a Saints uniform for Monday night. But um, you know, at least for now, I'm a little surprised. I'm just surprised that they would. Um, play you know kind of the the lineup shuffle game with him as opposed to a guy like Trey Edmonds where I would think there's very low risk that a guy like Trey Edmonds or even Daniel Lasco get claimed I think either of those guys would have very low risk of being poached and so um I don't know why you would give up but maybe it's a, a Loomis math thing you know with the cap or whatever so um but I wouldn't say, I mean, besides Trey Edmonds, that was probably the one guy I would say that uh, I, I wasn't he, expecting I him say, to make the team. But, but I, I mean, say, he, he was on, he was on the opening kickoff team. I want so to say, was a sign.
3: like, for him to make the team and not have, like, at least five or six gushing profiles about how great he was during the training camp. Like to me, that's what stunned me. Like usually when the UDFA guy makes it, you've got like two features by Nick Underhill two, you know, and they're all like you got five or six and and it kind of builds and you're like, oh, yeah, he's the guy like he had no real buzz throughout the whole camp. I don't think like like he didn't have like great run. I mean, he did some runs in San Diego, but he never had like a great play or anything. You know, he just kind of like steady and he made it, you know. So that's why that's yeah right. me.
0: well I think also he was behind victor um you know in the in the pecking order at running back, so um i I don't think we expected him to make the roster by leapfrogging someone
3: dave um yes sir. The, now they're kind of like they're kind of shockingly thin at wide receiver without Sneed, But what's another position where you look at it and you're like, eh, not like not corner because corner they're kind of deep. But we don't know about like PJ and Bro and Lattimore. So like it's it's got, but what position do you look at? Him well, and, Lattimore
0: and, was or, uh, sorry Bro was put on IR yeah, today. Bro was on
3: he's IR. He's out for a while. He was, yeah. he's, he's out six weeks. Then he practices for two and he can come back in eight. But what position, Dave? Do you look at and you're like. Uh, maybe they're not as deep and good as people think, like a position that you're kind of worried about.
1: Um, you know, I, I, I guess along the offensive line a little bit, I I, I think if you lose, you know, we talked about this earlier in training camp and
3: Bryce Harris is on the roster as as of right now.
1: Um, you know, Armstead is currently out. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of like earlier in the preseason, Ralph, when you said, you know, if they lose one more guy, yeah. you know, then it then it gets a little precarious. So um, so I guess I'd say that. But but going back to, you know, the roster cuts for a second, I, I think it's a good sign that, um, and, and uh, they had an article saying something similar on Canal Street Chronicles, you know, I think it's a good sign that guys like Guacham and Mowdy, who were contributors on yeah. the defense last year, uh, are not making the team this year. I think that means Absolutely. that overall, overall, there's certainly been improvement, um, and the uh, the quality of player has uh, certainly uh, uh, risen a little bit. So well, he's yeah. gotta be pretty happy. Well said.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's good that you know what was was it in 20 it was 2015 that like four or five UDFA's made it, and like three of them were right. on the defensive line. It was like Bobby Richardson and Tony Ewells and one other guy made it on the Caleb Ewells? Caleb Yule's, and there was one other guy on the team
0: Shad Mabry. Team.
3: Yeah, and oh, and God. and I was talking to, like Nick Underhill at the time. He was new, but I was like, this is terrible, because when UDFA's are making your roster, it means. Your, the bottom of your roster is garbage. It's not like the Saints found three diamonds that no other NFL team could identify. Well,
0: fans were roasting you, being like, how, how do you know? You don't know that they're not all well, pure Thomas. And,
3: and, and Nick Underhill's the point Saints
0: was... Are, the Saints are awesome at finding pure Thomas <laughs> yeah. and Mark Colston type and, guys. And, and Nick... Yeah, on offense they are, yeah. not on
1: defense.
3: Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and Nick was like, well, look, these are the best guys. I'm like, I'm not arguing that, that they deserve to make the roster and that the best that they had, but when the bottom, like, six, seven, eight guys of your roster are rookie UDFAs and second-year UDFAs, like, that's bad because it means your roster shit. And this year, only one UD, a rookie UDFA made it, and he's a, rookie, he's a running back, and I don't even think that he's, like, a lock to be on the roster in October, you know, much less... In I New- don't
0: think he's a lock to be on the roster Monday night. <laughs>
3: yeah, so, so I mean, it's to me,
0: it's a really... That's a, that's a thing people have to understand. I mean, we know this now. This is kind of how Loomis and... Mm-hmm. Peyton, in, in a lot of NFL teams' role, there's a lot of roster shuffling going on. I mean, the quarterback they pick up from BYU, the, the veteran or the undrafted guy they just got from the Packers. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's literally picking him up to see for a week what he looks like in practice, kind of like an, an opportunity to evaluate him. Yeah, but doesn't and, he and, really and that take they all the they'll cut and, him. Oh, well, he'll yeah. get,
3: he'll get scout team reps though.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they'll they'll just take a look at him, work him out. He'll be on the roster for a week. They'll cut him before the game. They re-sign tap. And if he wants to go back to Green Bay and be on the practice squad there instead of the practice squad with the Saints, um, you know, I mean, that's up to him to kind of evaluate what's the better situation. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if, unless the Saints are just completely blown away and think, well, actually, we want to hang on to this guy. He looks really good. I wouldn't be surprised if this is just an evaluation thing with him and the receiver from the Patriots.
3: Uh. Well, I mean, the the receiver from the Patriots is he's a little bit intriguing, you know. I mean, he he did a little bit. He, he did do really cool things in the Big Ten. So, um,
1: who Hogan? Who are we talking? No, about? No, we're talking. No, about they got uh, Carr, what's his name? Austin Carr. Carr. Yeah,
3: no. you know, um, PFF
0: rated him the number one receiver in college football last year. So, hmm.
3: I mean, he can he definitely can. Hey, put it this way: He can definitely do things, and in the Sean Payton offense, where you can take Drew Brees, a homeless dude, and Sean Payton, and get four catches for forty yards. Like, he's he he's a, he's intriguing. I'll put it this way: He's intriguing at least. I can see I can see why the Saints would like him. Um, so as we as we start to to get into it and sort of um, preview the year, Dave, let's start on the offense because that's the fun thing with the Saints. Um, what are your sort of expectations for the offense? And give me like your best case scenario and your worst case scenario. And the the worst case scenario is not Drew Brees not playing because that's just like football apocalypse. So we don't even want to like deal with that. But give me like your best case, worst case for for offense.
1: Well, I mean, just overall in general, uh, you know, I I think another top five season, you know, and, and I mean, that's measured in yards per game uh I, any anything less than that would be uh, a disappointment i would say just based on on everything they've always they've been able to achieve for the last 10 years under Peyton. um and uh you know what i would really like to see uh, what i really think would be best case scenario is and this is you know everybody says this but you know a more balanced attack running the ball more Uh, taking the pressure off of Drew Brees. He's uh, 38 now, 39, however old he is. Um, I would rather not see him throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game and, you know, trying to string out his career a little bit longer as as best we can here. uh, you know I, 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 Mike Thomas is going to be Mike Thomas and uh, it looks like Camara is going to do Camara things okay. and and uh you know i i i think we all just have to assume there's there's nothing in in the last 10 years of history that's ever shown us we should expect anything different i mean i think the offense should should run pretty uh, uh pretty nicely and pretty well uh worst worst case scenario I, i'd say i think is um, is what I just said, where things just haven't really changed. And, and Drew Brees is is throwing the ball a lot, and, and they get away from the run game too early in games, especially if they get behind, uh, you know, not by much early in a game. Um, you know, if you've got Drew Brees trying to force things, and which in turn will probably lead to interceptions and all that stuff. I mean, I, I think that's, I think that's. Probably the worst worst case scenario. To be honest with you,
3: Andrew, what's your best and worst case scenario for the offense?
0: I think the best case scenario is that uh, Armstead comes back pretty quickly because you know. Let's oh, make we no forgot mistake. about that.
3: We forgot forgot about that dude's yeah. a mute. He's a mutant. He's going to be playing against Miami.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Um, but I mean, that's that's you know. Let's not forget when this off season started we talked about how great this offensive line could be. And we were excited about the prospect of, man, you've got Armstead at left tackle. You've got Pete at left guard. You've got Unger. You've got Warford at right guard. You've got Streif at right tackle. I mean, that has the potential uh, with Ramchek as your sixth, you know, jumbo guy to be Dallas Cowboys currently quality good. And that's what we were hoping for. So I think best cases Armstead comes back and that offensive line gels to be dominant. I think the three-headed monster that we hope Ingram, Peterson, and Kamara can be uh, materializes. And I think that's a combination of um, Ingram just doing what we know he can do, you know, just kind of treading water with his previous year. Uh, I think Kamara doing what we're pretty sure he can do, um, you know, just with his dynamic explosive ability. Uh, The one wild card for me is just Adrian Peterson. If he can be awesome, if he can be as good as he was in the past, then I think this offense kind of hits the next level. And, and Mike Thomas, you know, I think he's, he's got to be awesome too. Um, but, but we expect that. So um, that's the best case. I think if all of that happens, this is the number one offense in the NFL, unquestionably. Um, if that, and and they'll be an, close to impossible to stop.
3: If that happens, does the defense even matter?
0: Like, yes. if this, like if uh, the, like if this no 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 no, no. I, yeah, I hear you i i think it it becomes like two thousand eleven in the sense that the two thousand eleven defense was not very good and' I mean, it matter didn't matter', matter Saints made the playoffs.
3: it'll matter eventually but yeah, not, well, but not during the year
0: well, uh, well it will matter in the sense that like it will cost them a division title, it will cost them the ability to get themselves seated in a place where they can coast into the Super Bowl like they did in 09. but um, I think I, I, it won't matter in the sense that the offense will be so good they'll win enough games to make the playoffs.
1: Dave, go ahead. You were going to say something. Well, I just I, I'm I'm very sick and tired of of that being the the modus operandi of uh, of the Saints. Totally. You know, um, you know, just having a good offense and just trying to steamroll opponent. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see. Hey, know, I'm
0: just answering the question that was. No, asked. I
1: understand. I
0: I fully agree with you for the record.
1: I, I mean, yeah, we don't, we don't need, we, we don't need every game to be like that. What year was that? 2014 against the Giants, the 40, the 54 to 49 game, or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Where, yeah, where, yeah, where just insane. defense yeah. was yeah. just non 52 to 49. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, those are those games are fun to watch for sure, but. Uh, those are shootouts, and more often than not, the Saints end up on the wrong side of that. Um, you know, scoring lots of points is great, but you know, you need a defense. And, and like you guys said, yeah, maybe if you've got a high-powered offense that just rolls over everybody, you know, you, that might be good enough to make the playoffs. But you need a defense if 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 you want to achieve the ultimate goal, which is going to the Super Bowl and and winning the Super Bowl.
0: The thing the thing is, games like that, like the Giants game as exciting and fun as it was when they won you still have this feeling in the pit of your stomach like this is unsustainable like even yeah. if they come even if they come out of this alive there's no way they're going to be able to have a good season playing like
1: this yeah, like you- well i mean i mean the the thing is is like even if you have like that great offense, i mean there you uh, you get a random sunday where they come out flat and they, and they don't they don't play that way and then and then then you're guaranteed to lose yeah. yeah. Um, or you get a game where Drew Brees, you know, every year, Drew Brees, he has to have the one game with the three interceptions and the one pick six. Uh, and, you know, if you don't have a defense, you're you're just guaranteed to lose those games and, and you don't even have any saving grace in that situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And so uh,
0: the worst case scenario, uh, Ralph, to answer the second part for me would be that Adrian Peterson sucks, that he's he's done. Uh, he's, he's just kind of worthless. And that Ryan Ramchek at left tackle is a, is a real problem um, because then I think uh, the Saints get pretty thin on the offensive line until Armstead comes back. And, um, you know, I, I have I have some big questions about Ramchek. I, I think for any Saints fan that believes that things are fine, uh, they're not. He, he looked very poor in my estimation, pass blocking. Is it, fix, pre- is it
3: fixable though? Like, is it is it a, is it, a, it is it is it when you watched it, were you like, oh my god, he he's really slow and his 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 he's not he's not he's not quick enough or whatever? Or were you like, that dude just needs like five weeks of reps?
0: I no, can't... that's totally it. It's the latter. I mean, he he would move right and the other guy would move left. I mean, it's just it's it's pure technique and comfort. And I just think, yeah, if he plays four weeks, I expect him to eventually get a lot better. Uh, I still think he's going to be a great player. Uh, But my concern is that, you know, the guys that were beating him in preseason are much worse than the guys that he's going to start facing once the season starts. Especially against Minnesota. if he doesn't figure it out quick, um, Sean Payton is just going to have to devote a lot of his game planning to that side, protecting him which exposes Zach Streif and it exposes, it imbalances the line basically. And and it's not that the offense can't be fine and it can't operate and, and play well. Um, but I think there's going to be, especially if they get in a position where they have to throw every play and Breeze is kind of a sitting duck back there and it's mm-hmm. just five man protection and they just have to hope it holds up. Um, you know, th- then it could get really ugly. So I think having an inexperienced left tackle who is potentially spotty uh, in pass blocking makes it even more critical that you don't get behind early.
1: Here's
3: a question that I've asked you. I think I've asked you on the podcast before, but I know I've asked you when we're texting or talking or whatever. Um, is, do you think Ramchick will be worse than 2013 Charles Brown? Because 2013 Charles Brown, the Saints won 10 games before they benched him.
0: Um, no, I don't think he'll be worse. Um, I think he could be as bad at, at first. Um, but I think as time goes on, I, I, he'll get better and better. I think the main thing with Charles Brown is, uh, and I think Sean Payton said this exact thing in the press conference. He's like, you know, at a certain point, you've seen enough if the guy keeps doing the same thing over and over. Um, and I think that was the main thing with Charles Brown is he wasn't getting better. Um, so I think you can take your lumps and you can live with a first round pick starting in his first game and and screwing up um unless it costs your Breezes ACL, you know. <laughs> so so I mean the Saints have to be careful. I mean that, to me that's the one if I go to this offense right now going into week 1, the biggest hole for me is left tackle we just especially in a pass blocking situation.
3: Yeah, I think the ceiling for the the Saints offense is it's 2011 because Kamara is going to catch like 75 balls because I paid eighteen dollars in the fantasy auction
0: draft. Is it is it is it 2011 though or is it 2009? See, I think it's 2009 because you're going to get the Mike Bell. Oh, uh, that's
3: true. Yeah, you're, you're going to get that yeah.
0: balance. Yeah, yeah, so I think this offense kind of gives you that maybe a little bit more. You still have the Reggie Bush yes. Kamara element, but. I think it's this lot. offense is maybe even less, a little less dynamic passing-wise.
3: Yeah, and it, that, that Saints team, they had a lot of games where teams would, like, dare them to run, like Buffalo and, uh, I think, Philadelphia game early, and I think— The Jets. The Jets, where teams, like, dared them to run, and the Saints were like, all right, we'll run it 30 times for 120 and beat you. And the Saints would do it, and they would grind teams, and they could, and and that was interesting. That that's a good point. I think I think that's the ceiling, like 2009. Um, I think the, the 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 problem for the Saints is they can withstand like if the if Ramchek is bad and and Sean Payton has to shuffle around the offensive line, like they can withstand that and be okay. They can't withstand offensive line issues and injuries at wide receiver or running back. Like, they can't withstand, like, if Ramcheck is terrible and they have to shovel the line and Mike Thomas gets hurt. Then they're fucked. But as long as, like, it's only one major issue on offensive, offense, I think they can handle it. The, the doomsday scenario is, like, Ramcheck is terrible, Mike Thomas is out for four weeks, Kamara struggles, fumbles, so Peyton doesn't want to play him, uh... Peterson's washed up, Ingram gets hurt. You know that's the that's the scenario where like Sean Payton's trying to like mad scientist it back into the top six or seven in offense. That that to me is the worst case scenario. Uh, so now Andrew, let's get to defense. The tenth. Um, I'm gonna start Andrew with the defense. I want three. This is a three part question because I feel like the defense is you have to do best case scenario. Worst case scenario and like realistic scenario. So let's start with let's start with the bad on the defense. What's the worst case scenario for the defense?
0: Oh, I think it's just more the same. Um, so injuries, um, just general, terrible coverage, poor tackling, and no pass rush, basically. Um, you know, so basically a defense
3: 2012, all over again.
0: Yeah, just twenty seventh or, or or less, and completely mitigates any positive effect by the offense. You know, just what we're used to, basically status quo, is the worst case. Anything? Would
3: there anything? Were there any? Do you think with this, where it's because nothing is ever exactly the same? But do you think there's there's potential for 2017 to be worse in a different way? If that makes sense.
0: <sighs> you know. This might be naive of me. I really don't think there's any way this year's team can be any worse. Like the worst case scenario for me would be corners getting injured again. You know, where if they lost Lattimore and lost PJ Williams and, you know, but we're back to starting Crawley and Sterling Moore and those guys, like at least those guys are a year into the system. Like Crawley is a year, hopefully better. And Sterling Moore is knows the defense a little better. So, I would like to think even in that scenario, they would be a little bit better just based on the fact that they know the system and they've been, they've already done it once. So I mean, I i have a hard time. Again, maybe this is not for problems, but I just, I
1: don't see a scenario where it could be worse.
3: Dave, what's your worst case scenario for the defense?
1: Uh, you know, I I, I, there's really not much I think I can add to what Andrew said. I mean, I think he hit the nail on the head for sure.
3: Best case, Andrew. Oh, oh, Dave, I'll go to you, Dave. Best case. What's the best case scenario for this defense?
1: And I mean, best case scenario is, uh, you know, Marshawn Lattimore is in the running for defensive rookie of the year. Um, all everybody stays healthy, obviously. Um, You know the defensive line averages four sacks a game. (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, You know your your linebackers. um, You know they display good coverage skills. Uh, You know I I mean basically everything that you have wet dreams about when you go to bed at night.
3: So you think the absolute like best case scenario would be they'd be like like a top six or seven defense. Do you think that's even possible though?
1: Well, you you said the third part of the question was being realistic. So, but I mean, I mean,
3: like like best case scenario, I guess.
1: I, I think realist, I think realistically, I mean, I, I mean, I think what what is going to happen is, I, I think you're going to have a a slightly, and I think you're going to see a slightly improved defense. I mean, I, I think it's definitely going to be a noticeably better defense. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to all of a sudden become the Denver Broncos defense. Uh, I don't think it works like that. I don't think it happens overnight like that. But, um, uh, you know, and, and I, I think the defense is good enough to, uh, to get this team to a winning record by the end of the season.
3: Andrew, what do you, what do you
1: think? Just what barely, is, but they get there.
3: What do you think? Is, what, Andrew, what's your sort of best, like, what's the best case scenario of, like, if this defense achieved everything but possibly that they could achieve, like, where would it fall, do you think?
0: I think, well, I, I think they were, what, a top 10 defense with uh, Rob Ryan that first year. They were fourth, they were four. but they
3: weren't high on, like, the, the DVOA, but they were, for, like, yards and stuff, they
0: were fourth. Yeah, they were fourth, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's possible they could be, you know, that, that good. Um, I, I think when you look at, so I, I asked myself, you know, kind of like offense. Who are the players? What, what needs to happen? I, I think the guys, the main guys, I would I would talk about. Number one is Kenny Vaccaro. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to have a career year. Um, number two, I would franchise say tag jo- coming your way. Yeah, Kenny. I think Cam Jordan has to be Cam Jordan. I think he's yeah. got to give his usual ten sacks, which you know th- those two I think are maybe not realistic per se, but but certainly conceivable. Um, I think if Kikaha can kind of be what we thought he could be as a rookie um, and, and, and maybe improve off that um, and come back from this injury and be a pass rush uh, plus, uh, that that's huge. If A.J. Klein can be what they thought they were getting in Laurinaitis last year, that's huge. Um, and then if Frankens can give them what Fairley gave them a year ago, um, that's huge. And I think all of those things combined with Lattimore being every bit as good as we ho- hope and pray he can be you add all that together it's a top to five defense potentially
3: I think the best case scenario for the Saints is just give me Lattimore being really good because I think let's be honest Andrew and our lives because-
0: I even. actually I'm going to take back top five I'm going to say top 10 top 10 is the bottom half of top ten is feasible if all those things happen.
3: I think if Lattimore would be, like, really, really great and, like, rookie of the year good and, like, a, like, like if Lattimore uh-huh. by, like, week four is, like, teams are, like, we're not throwing to him anymore. Like, he's got, like, after four, after four weeks he's got, like, two picks and a bunch of pe- – and teams are, like, we're not throwing your way anymore. Like, that would be something that no Saints fan has ever seen. We've never seen the Saints have a shutdown corner. We've seen the Saints have awesome defenses with the Dome Patrol and different things. We've never seen the Saints have an elite, top-five corner where teams are like, we're not throwing it at you. And it, it
0: just like cha- changes everything. Keenan Lewis was that for about three games. <laughs> three three, weeks. three <laughs> weeks. No, he was He was yeah. really
3: good in that Philadelphia playoff game. That's fair. Um, I think if the Saints defense, to the like, best-case scenario, Lattimore's got to be good. And I think they need... Rankins and Onyemata to kill it at defensive tackle. And I don't think there's a scenario where both of them are kind of meh and the Saints are good on defense. Like they, if they're going to be best case, like, like Rankins and Onyemata have to combine for like 12 sacks. Whether yeah, it's, well, that's what I was saying. Yeah.
0: Rankins needs to be fairly.
3: Yeah, and you need, well, you yeah. need Onyemata to be like uh, Akeem Hicks from 2013. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. he's like really good and he's really good and he's got like two to four sacks, so that's the best case, so I guess uh Andrew, I'll start with you, Andrew so what is realistic for this defense that and and it has to be really realistic enough in a positive way so it doesn't, yeah. does doesn't kill my liver
0: um I think the defensive line will be. Different. Uh, I think they'll yes. get more. Ed- they'll, I think they'll get more edge pressure. I think the combination of Okafor, Kikaha, and some of these young guys they have, it- it'll be better than Kruger at a Bali. I mean, much better. I mean, it has to be. Um, so that in that sense, I think it'll be a positive. Um, I, I just don't think Rankins is going to give us what Fairly did last year. And that's not that I don't think Rankins will be a good player. Um, and yeah, I still think he can be good. I just think fairly. I I think we forget how good he was last year, and I I think it's unfair to think that uh, Rankins in his second year can produce like that. I just I just don't think he's there yet. So, that's realistic. I, I think the realistic scenario for the linebackers. I mean, I'm hopeful with AJ Klein, but I mean the reality is Anzalone, Manti Te'o. A.J. Klein. I mean, that, that's still just – it sounds like a bunch of guys to me. Um, so, I don't know how much we're going to see out of that. And, you know, I think corner Lattimore a rookie and P.J. Williams hasn't shown me anything. So, could they be pretty good? Yes. Could they be pretty bad? Absolutely. Um, so, uh, I think the defense will be improved. But realistically, there's a chance they're only going to be marginally better and still like, you know – I mean, yards doesn't tell half the story, but, you know, I think it's totally conceivable this defense is still below 20th overall.
3: Dave, your realistic expectations for the defense?
1: Uh, I, I kind of already had, had, had mentioned it earlier when I, when I answered it, but I, I think, you, like I said, I think you're going to see uh, certainly a, a better defense than we've seen in recent years, but, you know, not drastically better not top five defense, Uh but I think they're going to be good enough to uh give the offense a fighting chance. And I, you know, I think to, to, to get to about nine and seven, to, to get a winning record. Yeah. And, 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 and obviously, you know, that that's just the first step. I, I think that this is, I won't say rebuilding, but, um, you know, I, I think it's more realistic, um, to take baby steps and, and improve slowly over time than it is to just go from, you know, bottom of the barrel to, to top of the barrel. I don't think that that's very realistic. So I think if,
0: you, if you can pick one player to be awesome on defense,
1: Lattimore. Probably, probably Lattimore. be a lot more, probably a lot That's something we discussed in the off season. Uh, how I, awesome. I, I think like, that's how, who I said at the time. How
3: awesome are we talking Andrew? Like, are we talking like, like seven, eight. rookie and, of the year. I think or I, defensive rookie. Of the I think year. I'd pick. I think I'd pick Kikaha. If you told me I could like Kikaha being awesome. No, be like,
1: I, I won't say rookie of the year.
0: I'll, I'll just say this: you get one other guy on this defense that is Cam Jordan quality.
3: Mm-hmm. I. Mm, that's such a good question. I. I think I go. Cause here's the thing Cam Jordan isn't like a super pass rusher so I don't know that like, I could say like Kikaha that means Kika's going to get me like 12 sacks I think in that scenario Andrew I think I would go Rankins yeah and, 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 and my ther- answer and my th- my theory would be if, if Rankins turned into another Cam Jordan then just by being that Kikaha and Okafor would be better a lot better
1: let me, let, me, let me punch a hole in this theory now, because last year you had Cam Jordan, obviously, and then you and had Fairley. Nick Fairley, who had a great year. Yeah. And how, how, so basically you're saying you want the same thing as last year. You want a good defensive end and a good defensive tackle. And where did that get them last year?
3: Well, here's the thing, though. They had, they had Kruger and Abali at end, and they're garbage. Kikaha and Okafor aren't. That's my theory. That, yeah, so, so that's Ralph is
0: banking on the fact that they won't be as bad.
3: Yes, right. I'm, 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 right. ba- I'm banking.
0: Ralph is basically saying if you can give me fairly last year again, it can't be any worse at, at the other end. And so by mm-hmm. sheer function of treading water with Jordan and Rankins, you'll they'll be better with improved yeah. play like, at the other like
3: spot. Like Okafor and Kikaha are or, or at least – Replacement level Kikaha
1: not. is not going to stay healthy. No, but he
3: might stay but he might he might be healthy for a year. He could be he could give you like a Darren Sharp or like a one-hit wonder. Like a, like a Char- no. like a like he could be like Charlie Clemens in what was that 2003 Andrew?
1: Or did you see him? I'm not I'm not see, I'm not banking it, anything on Kikaha. See the thing is if Kikaha
0: goes down, I'm still kind of excited about Alcadeen Muhammad and Terry yeah. Hendrickson. I mean, they have guys. Like that's a thing. It's not like Abali and Kruger were there's just nothing. Yeah. There's no hope.
3: Yeah. They they have they have guys. So, Dave, real quick before we get to questions and predictions, uh, because we're starting to have technical issues, what's your just what's your expectations for special teams?
1: <sighs> you know, well, before the last game, before we had we saw Lutz with you know some of the kicking issues and the blocked field goal. Oh, that pissed me uh, off. I was I was quite optimistic about special teams, and I was like, "Oh, these guys are fine; they've gotten all the kinks worked out." Um, but you know, they've sort of you know put a little skepticism back in me, so uh, it, it's hard for me to be totally optimistic and say, "You know, they've righted this; they've righted the ship." Um, yeah. Certainly, in the, certainly in the return game, I think they'll be better this year. Um, but uh, kicking, I'm still still a little nervous now, all because of that one game. Andrew
0: um I, I still think Lutz has the low trajectory thing but overall
1: he's that a good blocked kick. that blocked the blocked field goal um, in that game it looked to me like that was a, an issue with the offensive line I mean th- those the guys yeah. on that on that defense I mean they got good penetration and I mean they were they were up in the air and elevated uh, pretty easily so I, I'm not totally ready to put that that blocked field goal all on Lutz. But, I mean, yeah, he does have a low trajectory. But uh, it, they, the, the front line there looked like they did a really piss-poor job of blocking those guys on that block
0: Agreed. Game. Yeah. I, I, I feel good about special teams I overall. I think special
3: teams can be – they're not going to – they're going to be ranked anywhere from 14 to 20 on special teams for advanced statistics, and that's a huge, massive jump. What were
0: they there? last year, 32 with Morstead?
3: Uh, no, I don't think they were t- – according to the guy who does a really good job, Gossin, for the Dallas Morning News, I think they were 28.
0: And that's with stuff. Yeah, that's with maybe. So give a- him an average punter and they would have been last. dead last for sure. Yeah. yeah.
3: So um, before we get to our predictions and funny bets, we have, we have uh, questions from people. This is from uh, one of many, Andrew. Should Williams replace Vaughn Bell as the day one starter or play in relief until he is up to speed?
1: First of all, what's up with Williams' injury? He left the game yeah. last week. Do we even know what's up with that? Yeah. Nope. No. So. And,
0: and Can you well, ask me the question again?
3: Do you think Williams should replace Vaughn Bell as a day-one a, a day starter, or will he just be the third safety the whole way through the year?
0: Well, I, the thing is, I, I think... They do different things, right? They, when the Saints go nickel, Kenny Vucaro's in the slot. So... This three safety everybody likes to call it the three safety look, but it's not really a three safety look. It's just Kenny Vaccaro is playing in the slot. So I, I think Marcus Williams is going to play if he's healthy. If if it's if not, it's going to be Rafael Bush. But I, I just think your nickel package is basically your starters. I think they play more than you know uh, than than your third starting linebacker. They just do. Yeah. So. Um, I I think your third safety on this team is basically your starter.
3: Yeah. I asked people to do predictions, and one of many, he said 12-4 and defense is better. The the division sucks. Uh, This is from Preston. My daughter was born in 2009. Saints won the Super Bowl. My son was born this year. We know what happens next. Hashtag 2DAT. This is from Guillaume. Andrew, do, do eight preseason quarters with no points allowed by the defense justified any improved record reasoning?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, Listen, the the offense has been the the constant. And I think if we can see any improvement defensively, that kind of changes the landscape.
3: Well, we move the needle. We move the needle on the defense, Guillaume, from we know they're shitty to they might not be shitty. Like, that's what preseason <laughs> did this year. Like, it moved it to a question. And a question not knowing, is better th- not knowing is better than knowing that they're horrible. And we've known from preseason games last year when Landry Jones lit them up that they sucked. So this year we don't know which is better. Um, this is from uh, Tuna Shamed. 10, and tw- 10 to 12 wins if they stay healthy. I believe in the defense. Um, let's see. Uh can Andrew, can D can the D line safety and linebacker depth protect crappy corners?
0: Um, I don't think depth matters as much as just good quality play. You know, I think whoever's in there, I mean, you know, it's great that they have guys that could be good eventually, but I think if Trey Hendrickson is playing right now or he starts, I just don't think he's making a major impact in a game.
1: Uh, not yet, Dave. We have. A, it's, it's certainly not going to make them any worse. That's for sure. Dave, we have. Yeah. We have a. We have
3: a top five question of the year from Chris. What's more likely? Oh, to, what's more likely to happen? Kevin makes all sixteen podcasts during the season, or a Saints. Quarter whatever, or, whatever B is. Or a Saints. Whatever qu- the second thing. Or is. a Saints corner
1: last all sixteen games. <laughs> <laughs> I, Ooh! As, now
0: Dave has paused. Now,
1: no as as hard as it is uh, for me to believe a Saints cornerback <laughs> is going to last the entire season, I've got to go with that one because wow! I, I, if if you had this is, said,
0: "What's this is TJ Williams?" you're talking about here. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you had said, "What's more likely, Kevin misses all 16 games of the regular season podcasts, or the Saints have a healthy cornerback all season?" then I would have gone with Kevin. But uh, well, no,
0: uh, I, I think the opposite would be. Kevin goes sixteen games or the uh or, or a cornerback gets injured.
3: This is a question from Anthony P. What's the cheapest, best way to get games when you're out of market? Anthony, it's go to a bar and bring your own booze. That's the that's the cheapest way because otherwise if you go on the internet you're gonna your your computer's gonna get so virused up your wife is gonna be thinking you're watching like
0: goat your porn. wife
3: your wife's gonna your be wife. thinking, think you're watching goat porn or something. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, this is from Skooks. This is from Skooks, Andrew. Okay, so how disappointed should Isn't we? Isn't that a goat? Isn't that a lamb? So how disappointed should we be if they go eight and eight and thereby miss an historic opportunity to hit four consecutive
0: seven and nines?
1: Well, I don't think going seven and nine, four seasons in a row is historic. Jeff Fisher does that every season, so I don't really <laughs> see what the big deal is.
0: No, it's uh, never
1: been done. Um, really? Yeah. I
0: mean, listen, if they're not going to make the playoffs, I, I would want to go seven and nine as opposed to one and 15. Yeah. Uh, sacrifice the good draft spot just to, for history. <laughs>
3: This is from Cage in Alaska. It would be
0: kind of awesome. it would be kind of hilariously awesome if yeah. they went seven and nine again.
1: Get a uh, question. And you how have many... a warped sixth sense of humor, Andrew. How well, many
0: at, the, at this point, like if they go seven and nine again, like the material we get out of it from a comedy standpoint is like, It's
3: off just, the charts.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Like we can build a t- we 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 can we can fund our retirements on T-shirts from seven and nine jokes. <sighs> Um, how many fifths of whiskey does Ralph drink during the season? Uh, well, let's see. When they went last year, I did one a week. No, no, it's <laughs> not one a week. I did, I did, I did, I did six and a half. Um, but I did, but I did, but, I, but I, the thing is, I did six and a half. But I did four during the the slow start. So if they get off to a better start, I'd go over on. I'd go under six and a half. Um,
0: is it so you wouldn't you break it out to celebrate though?
3: No, I usually drink. I drink heavier when they're terrible. Like I like when they when they when they win. I just drink. I dr- I just tend to drink a little bit less. Whatever that is. I drinking numbs it. <laughs> That's what drinking is for. So here's here's a good this is a good this is a good football question. Looking uh,
0: like a true guy with a problem. Yes,
3: <laughs> uh, Dave. This is a good question. More receptions, Coleman or Fleener?
0: I think. Well, go ahead, Dave.
1: You can answer too. Uh, I, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Coleman.
0: Ooh, you man. think I, Coleman I, will have more catches?
1: Ooh. I I I have very little faith in Fleener yeah. at this point. And and to be quite honest with you, I, I I he's probably my guess would be that he's on Sean Payton's shit list, and and Payton is just done with him and frustrated with him. In, in, in addition to. Playing poorly, so yeah, I'd say, I'd say Coleman.
3: Col- See, Coleman was like the
1: star. Remember the first two weeks everybody was star, motherfucking star, jizzing on themselves over, over Coleman. <laughs> so, I mean, like, what, what, what has happened the last few weeks where nobody's even talking about him come, anymore? Come and you're off. questioning whether he's going to have more catches than Kamara than happened. That's what happened. Kamara <laughs> happened.
0: Um, I would say that I would totally agree with Dave before Snead went out. Yeah, I really think that Fleener was going to get less catches than last year. I think he was ba- – like, exactly what Dave said, that Peyton was basically fed up with him. But I'm now second-guessing that with Snead out. Because with Snead out – and it might be Coleman that ends up stepping up and, and getting more reps and catches. But I just wonder if Sean Peyton's going to have to say, ugh, we're, all right, we're going to have to get Fleener back involved in the offense. Didn't want to do it, but Sneed's out, and we've got to count on Fleener. And if he can actually play decent in these three weeks, then maybe he salvages his season with the Saints. So it gives me pause. I would have said Coleman, no doubt, before the Sneed thing, um, but now I'm going to say Fleener.
3: Yeah. Andrew, how do you think the running back's playing time will be distributed between AP, Ingram, and Kamara?
0: Very fluid or a big si-
3: prediction from Ashley's nine and seven.
0: Well, I, I think uh, it's a very fluid situation. I think it will change from game to game. Uh, I think the Saints will go with a hot hand. The thing I, I think about Kamara, unlike Reggie Bush and Darren Sproles, is that he, he can run between the tackles, and I, so I, I think the Saints will run the football with him. Um, and if he's the hot hand, he, he may see more touches than Peterson and Ingram. I, I don't think the fact that he's a rookie is going to scare Sean Payton away from sometimes leaning more heavily on him. Um, But I think the vision, maybe going into game one, is Ingram 15 touches, Peterson 10 touches, Kamara 5 touches, and Kamara might get uh, some bonus touches with special teams with some returns. Um, But I I think going into week one, that's the plan, that's the vision, and every week after that it'll change based on who has the hot hand.
3: I didn't pay $18 in a fantasy <laughs> auction for Kamar to get five touches a week. I paid for fucking 2011 Sprolls. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is from Obnoxious Who Did you ever think tonight you'd see Megatron inside of Megatron's asshole? Of course, that's referencing Georgia Tech is playing in the new Falcon Stadium. So, um, so that's why that is. So, so is, was that I,
0: coined by Kevin? Did yeah, Kevin create Ma- that nickname?
3: Ke- Kevin created the Megatron's asshole for the stadium, but actual. I, I Megatron- love,
0: I love that everyone is using that now. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, if if that's the last thing that Kevin gave us before leaving the podcast, <laughs> magic. Pretty <laughs> fantastic. Magic. Kum- Thanks, Kevin.
3: Uh, Dave, is Kumar the greatest third-string rookie running back in NFL history? <laughs>
1: uh maybe the most hyped you know whether he becomes the greatest uh is, uh is is still to be seen but it certainly uh certainly seems like maybe he could he could be i drafted yeah. him
3: this I, is interesting i I I I, did. I I I went all in i wanted him on my team just for shits and giggles uh andrew this is from alvarado he said 10 and 6 just not good enough uh it just comes down to 10 it just comes down to interdivision play uh, which wide receiver will have the most catches after Mike Thomas? Is it still Willie Sneed?
0: Yeah, I don't think it'll be Ted Ginn. I really don't. Um, if it's not Sneed, um, my money would be on Coleman. I, I think Coleman will have more than Tommy Lee Lewis. Um, but that's a tough question. Um, I still say Sneed.
3: Yeah. All right. So – before we get to the Minnesota game, we have to do our season predictions and our fun bet on if the Saints don't hit the win prediction, what you have to do. So I'll go first. Uh, in my WWL column that's probably going to post tomorrow, I said the 7-9 and nine can't go on forever, so it's not. So I did 9-7. and seven. Um, So if the Saints don't win nine games, I will drink an IPA, which I – loathe fucking IPAs. I am a fruity beer or bourbon drinker. That's how I... Fruity
1: beer? Yeah, that's... How how could somebody who likes bourbon uh, like fruity beer? I just do, man. I like my. Don't you
0: I, don't you see his tweets about drinking Covington strawberry all the time? Yeah, like oh, like,
1: really? I like,
3: like I that like that I like shit? I like uh, I like Box strawberry, like a beater strawberry. I like uh, yeah, like I that's that's my that's my that's my jam, man. So if the Saints don't win, nine I'm not games, gonna
0: lie, I like that stuff too. I I will. I, just, I, I also ugh. I will yeah. pick
3: an IPA from from. HEB or whatever, and I will pour it out and I will drink that filth uh, <laughs> um, if they don't win nine games. So, so that's my prediction. So Dave, I feel
0: I feel like you've got to do a drunk history while drinking a six pack of IPA. Oh,
1: well, wait, you got to. Know, but well, I, but
0: it's one IPA per game. You're wrong, right?
1: Right. Yes. That's oh, yeah.
0: So if they so if they so if they go one in fifteen, they go you have to drink eight.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah dead <laughs> I'll, I'll i won't die from the drunkenness i'll just die from the, the disgustingness so to so dave what is your uh prediction for the saints
1: well i hate to be boring but i'm gonna go with nine seven as well
3: and what's your what's your thing if they don't
1: well <laughs> the olive garden do it again well le- le- yeah last year it was olive garden but i i actually literally tonight we went to eat at Applebee's on veterans uh on the on the way on Labor Day on the way home from uh my in laws and uh what, you, well, that, what is that, what is, that what was a mistake. a mistake. That was a mistake. What were you um, thinking? I, that was a poor decision. Yeah, we, we, we weren't thinking. What did you um, get there? So Applebee's Applebee's might might be um might be now at the top of my shit list of of, of chain restaurants I was, that I, I was gonna say that's worse than Olive Garden. It, it, potentially um what did i get there Wait, well it, it, it's know. it's almost not even what i got it, it's kind of what i didn't get i ordered a french onion soup that never came <laughs> um and then uh we asked for a uh i asked for a side of barbecue sauce when my meal came for my fries and we didn't get that and then we asked for a spoon for my son to eat his yogurt and she never brought that um did he
0: eat his yogurt
1: it was yeah. We my wife had to go to the bar and get the spoon her damn self. My wife, uh, my wife, um, and then uh, you know. And then, here, here's the, let me. Maybe I'm you can walk to Drago's from there. Uh yeah, you can, you can. well um, I mean, you could you could have gone like down the street
0: hate. to Houston's.
1: Now I understand that. I, I, well, it was, it was probably the crowded. Sacky Cafe is close by. We eat a lot of these. I mean, go to freaking loggers. <laughs> I don't know. So, so I... is pretty bad. One of the things that I hate about these fucking chain restaurants is that at all the tables, they have these, you know, mini iPad things that have, like, games and shit on it. And so obviously when you go and you have kids, it's the fucking first thing that they gravitate... I mean, they see the pad and they just gravitate toward it. And, of course, it's like one of those deals where, like, you know, there's a big green button on it or whatever, and it says, "Hey, charge me $2.99 and let my kids play." And it it, just, it drives me nuts. It's such a fucking scam because you know the kids are all going to touch it. So whenever I go to these restaurants and they have these things out there, I immediately take them and I give them to the waitress and I'm like, "Please take this off of my table. I'm not having this on my table." Because I've—I've gotten, I, I, it's—it's got—it screwed me before. I've been to—we went to Chili's one time and my kid pushed some button and all of a sudden, bam! There's like a you know a four-dollar charge on your bill. For some shit that he didn't even really use, and he was just messing around with it. <laughs> so that shit, dr- shit drives <laughs> me nuts. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I will go. I'll eat at Applebee's uh, again, and, and bring, I'll, I'll go to the same one. I'm better. And you'll bring it. your kid, and you'll let him frolic with the. Um, I'll bring. I'll bring both of them. But, but, I'll bring both the wait. Kids. So the, is that
0: why you went? So that he could have entertainment? No, no. I I, I hate
1: those things. But,
0: but my how, wife. What, my what, wife and I have what, always said it. What possible reasoning could you have had for driving into Applebee's?
1: I don't you know sometimes we like to go to these.
3: Sometimes you make bad decisions, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you make true, sometimes. bad decisions, man. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah.
3: so Andrew, what is your prediction and what is your uh punishment I'm just, if I'm I
0: not I correct? I'm not I'm speechless. I don't even know if I can continue. Like the fact that Dave <laughs> willingly the foodie went to went to, went to uh, Applebee's willingly. Willingly. I just I I'm I'm astonished. I don't I don't know if I can continue. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not sure I can speak. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's strong right. stuff. I'll try to power on. Uh, my <laughs> record is 8-8. Eight and eight. Hmm. And uh, what will I do? I don't know. You guys pick for me.
3: Uh, well, you took a tennis ball in the back last year, right?
1: I say yeah, take one to the nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, that's a lot to ask, 'cause those those serves are pr- are pretty are pretty strong. I, I would say
1: like, he's not having any more kids, is he?
3: No, but he's a big he's a big like health conscious guy. Like I would say like you need to go to Wendy's and like power down like a cheese fry or something, 'cause you put health uh-huh. you, you only put like healthy things into your body. So I would say like you need to go and like get those horrible like ghost pepper cheese whatever fries from Wendy's or something and like eat it and like eat okay. it and like power it down. If you, if I was going to say he,
1: Andrew's also really into music. You know, he loves STP and all that kind of stuff. So I was kind of trying to think of what, what band he, he can't stand. Taylor, <laughs> maybe you should make have, him listen maybe should have to like listen to like an album. Or have something. to work out. The oh, a good call.
0: Have
3: to like work. how many
1: songs from an album that
0: I hate? Yeah. I have to listen like to he, Taylor, Taylor, uh, <laughs> <Like> Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yeah the Taylor yeah. Swift album? Yeah. That's too that's too poppy though. Like I think it, at least the songs are catchy. Yeah. It wouldn't be No, I, I like
3: I like eat, having to watch Andrew like power through like a horrible plate of cheese fries from Wendy's or Burger King or something. It's much more fun. So, let's go to this week's game. How
0: about how about if I'm one off, I do the horrible eating? And then incrementally, every one after that, like, it's kind of hard to quantify awful eating. Yeah. Like, I can't just, I can't eat more. So why don't I just do the awful eating if I'm one off? And then for everyone after that, I have to listen to a song from some terrible album.
3: Yeah, we'll let people.
0: Which you guys can pick.
3: So what's your. You got,
0: I'll let you guys pick the artist and album that I listen to. So
3: what's your prediction, though? Well, we'll we'll see what eight comes eight. out between now eight and, eight. And, and You pick 8-8. Eight and eight and 8-8. Eight eight. Eight.
0: Eight eight. I think they're going to be better. I don't. I, I just don't think it's going to be enough to make a difference.
3: So, let's see. So, alright. The, they play Minnesota. I'll start with you, Andrew. Minnesota's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, what? Yeah. So, give me a prediction for the Monday night game. That is, it's three points is home field. So Andrew, give me a
0: prediction. I think uh, Minnesota, I think this is going to be surprisingly low scoring. I think uh, Minnesota is good defensively. I think uh, Ramchek is a concern. Um, I, I just think Drew Brees and the offense looked a little off in that one game they played and, and they really have had no reps in preseason. So I don't think the offense is going to come out firing like we expected to. Mm-hmm. I think on the flip side, defensively, um, yeah, Sam Bradford very much just takes what you give him, and he's not super explosive. I don't think the uh, Vikings are a great running attack. Um, They're the worst. So, They're
3: literally the worst running attack.
0: Yeah, so I think the Saints defense is is going to hold up okay. They're going to surprise us. Um, I'm going to say the Saints steal this one. They're going to win twenty to seventeen, um, and the MVP will be Adrian Peterson, who has two touchdowns.
3: And, but like twenty yards rushing, but two scores.
0: No, I think uh, he'll have a pretty good game. Right. I think he'll have, like, nine carries for 48 yards and
1: two scores.
3: Dave, your prediction?
1: Um, now, wait, Sam Bradford is still their quarterback? What, What's-his-face didn't come back from No,
3: dude, his leg nearly the fell the off. Bridgewater. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, Bridgewater, I know, no. but I, I, it's been a I year. Think I think Bridgewater
0: is on PUP, is that right? Yeah. So yeah, he's so exactly. expecting back. him back. Yeah, okay. like we did, yeah.
1: Um, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to go with, Peterson also, I mean, whenever whenever a player like that is facing off against his old team, there's always that extra motivation, and I feel like more often than not, um, you know, it usually results in uh, in a big game from from, from that player. So, what you know, would Kevin think... be saying right now? <laughs> so I definitely think um, Peterson's going to have a huge game. He'll be the player of the game. Um, I don't know about low scoring, though. I'll, I'll go with um... I'm going to go with Saints uh, Saints thirty-two and uh, Vikings twenty-four.
3: This scares me because I got the Saints winning too. When we all are on the same page, that's scary. Bad, bad juju for the Saints. But I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go nineteen seventeen Saints. But I'm going to do something really weird. The Saints are not going to score an offensive touchdown. They're going to score either on a special teams touchdown or a defensive touchdown. And Lutz is going to kick four field goals, and he's going to kick like a 53-yarder at the gun. And they're going to win. And there's not going to be a fan base in NFL history more excited about their fucking team winning a game and not scoring an offensive touchdown than we will be Tuesday morning. So...
0: Yeah, it's a bold so, prediction. So, so Will Lutz is your MVP. Then?
3: Will, Will Lutz is my MVP. He's gonna be kick. <laughs> he's gonna kick four field goals, and the Saints are gonna win. And PJ Williams is gonna have a pick six, and I'm just gonna get off. And I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna get off of Twitter and just leave it be because my. It,
0: my mentions are just going to... Jay Williams will have a pick six, and Trey Hendrickson will have four sacks.
3: <laughs> I'm just going to get off Twitter, and I'm just going to go... He'll
0: go over his, your three-and-a-half sacks bet in one game. Yeah, it'll just be... It'll,
3: <laughs> my mentions will just be like 80 mentions. It'll just, it'll just be... It'll just be GIFs of that Stephen Colbert GIF where he points to the sign behind you that says, I told you so. It'll just be a hundred <laughs> of those. So that's, that's my prediction. So...
1: <laughs>
3: so... Thanks to thanks to our new uh, sponsor, uh, third uh, third wave water.
1: Uh, he wants to call it third world water. So bad. I so do
3: bad. So, I, so I, bad. Think you,
1: I think you did at the beginning. Of I the did. Show.
3: I think I did. But uh, third <laughs> third wave water. Go to thirdwavewater.com and use the promo code saints. You get ten percent off of their water. It's awesome to make your coffee if you're a coffee drinking fiend like i am in the morning you need it get it um and also or I,
1: it's water so you know just drink it
3: yeah so uh and i apologize to everybody in our fantasy league we had a catastrophe uh with the off Ralph. yeah and then we had another catastrophe where the regular snake draft everybody drafted it was fine saturday everybody was happy with their team and it's gone and it's erased so we're either going to have to redraft on Wednesday or you can get a refund. Uh, it's a total disaster. Our commissioner's a fucking retard. That would be me. So until next week, uh, hopefully the Saints win. But until next week, the bar is closed.